0: into the contest. It is Thursday the 18th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee and Shano. 18th of August. That means that spring is just around the corner. The the warmth in the air where we are in Sydney yesterday almost gave that touch of springtime
1: didn't it? It certainly did Timmy and um, with that me comes uh, the thought of barbecues for the summer, mate. So uh, I want to tell everyone now to get there, clean their barbecues, make sure their gas bottles are full because summer is coming. And uh, I tell you what, I'm going to buy myself a little smoker for this summer. I think it could be the, sub, the summer of smoking brisket for me.
0: Mm, well, I'll be watching your Instagram <laughs> with interest and in salivating at the same time. There's a stack of sport about uh, these one-day internationals. We've been talking about them for a while, but when you look at these future tours, it doesn't look good for 50-over games of cricket. A classy act by Cameron Smith, the golfer, and Cameron Munster. How much money is he going to get paid? If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osha Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osha Group online at theOSHAGroup.com. Look, Shane, we've been talking about it for a little while, haven't we? Uh, How both of us have a huge concern about the future of the one-day game in cricket. And when you look at the Future Tours program, well, it just shows the
1: game's dying, basically. It is. uh, I've said it for a while. It's sad because it's the game that I played. And um, unfortunately, there's just not enough room in the program anymore. We've seen that with Ben Stokes, the English captain who has retired from one-day cricket at 31, saying that cricket... Well, one day cricket for him was unsustainable, Um, but the ICC on Wednesday just released a future tours uh, for the next four years, and there's only 15 home one day internationals scheduled for Australia over four years. That's less than four a year, and if you look back, particularly when I was playing, only back in the 90s and 2000s, you know, you're playing sort of 15 to to 20 at home a year, so a big, big difference.
0: Yeah, huge. Absolutely massive. And uh, Nick Kyrgios, we well, talking about massive, massive form for him. He's won every first game that he's played in this whole, what would you call this whole year. And, uh, and he's done it again in the Cincinnati Masters. At the same time, he's pulled out of the Davis Cup, but his focus obviously is on this US
1: Open and uh, he's poison good, Nick. He's in very good nick, and has a very sort of uh, a single sort of focus, doesn't he, Um, as you mentioned, for the the US Open. Um, But but once again, just sort of cruising to victory over Davovic for Kina, 7-5, 7-6. Just looks in really good nick, but more importantly, in really good control, both physically and mentally.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would love it if he won the US Open. I I know I'm not alone in saying that. Mm. Now, I've never heard of um, this job title before. Ash Barty's taken a job... Uh, with Optus, and her, her role
1: is Chief of Inspiration, Shano. What a great gig that is. <laughs> but i tell you what, Ash Barty deserves it. Uh, Optus have identified this new role, Chief of Inspiration, which is a mixture of, sort of, of content initiatives, employee management programs and community-focused campaigns, mm. um, just getting people to say yes to dreams, goals and ambitions. So uh, that's a fantastic lurk. I wonder what she's getting paid for that, Tim. I'm assuming it's quite a bit.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's an inspirational figure, Bumtish, no doubt at all. Now, Cameron Smith, he won the British Open. He's copped some flack. And look, you, he's a good guy, really good guy. He's got the mullet. He's a pie-eating Queenslander at heart. <laughs> and uh, look, he hit a ball wayward the other day and, and it smashed into a young guy's hand. Now, thankfully, his hand was okay, but his phone copped it. So he basically wrote down the guy's mobile number in his yardage book, and bought him something special.
1: He did, mate. So he basically, what generally happens if someone hits a uh, someone in the crowd, they generally take their glove off and sign it for him. Well, he did that, but also, as you said, took his number and then sent him a new iPhone 13. So the guy just said how, how nice he was and how he actually did follow it up. And he said he received it only a couple of days later. So, yeah, a very, very nice gesture from Cameron Smith.
0: Yeah, he's a good bloke. He is a good bloke. Now, Elon Musk, uh, he only has to burp and people listen. Um, Mm. (laughs) This whole thing about saying in a throwaway line that, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going to buy Manchester United. And as you know, Manchester United fans are
1: everywhere, but it didn't last long. No, it didn't last long. And... I think he's never going to buy a sporting team um, but knows how to get some press. Remember not that long ago, he said he was going to buy Coca-Cola and put cocaine back in it, which got a lot of coverage as well. So he is pretty good at the old fake tweet, and he's even talking about Boeing Twitter at one stage. Yeah, he was.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Elon Musk, the richest man in the world. Mm. Now, look, I watched some of the action of surfers and have done over the course of time and just, you know, I can't believe it being a you know someone who can barely stay on a wave um Steph Gilmore um this chap this famous Chapu break she's had a a nice start to the latest event there and uh, boy it, uh, it looks so tough that reef it's it's an infamous thing it's a bit like you know all those breaks in
1: Hawaii yeah definitely so this is in Tahiti uh, the tapo break, breaks you mentioned they haven't been there for 16 years look she's a seven time world champion we know that Steph Gilmore uh, and won her first ever heat there. So she's in real contention now to go an eight-time world champion, which would be ridiculous.
0: How do you go on the surfboard? You're not too bad. Well, you had it on the on the top of the
1: BMW that day when we did the cricket show story. Well, it was on top of the BMW. It was in it. It was in it. It was out, yeah. But no, I couldn't ride it, mate. It was purely for aesthetics. <laughs> it worked,
0: though. It worked. Did the job. Did the job. Did. Stay, stay with us. We'll talk AFL NRL next. <laughs> Alistair Clarkson, hottest coaching property in Australian
1: sport, probably. Yeah, definitely, mate. So it's been down to whether he'll go to GWS or North Melbourne. Well, he's ruled GWS out, saying he will stay in Melbourne. So that made North Melbourne the front runner. Well, Essendon's popped their heads up now, so he's actually Mm. speaking with them um, and speaking with the new uh, president there. But you'd have to think, and we we, we did tip this a while ago, he's a former North Melbourne player, Kangaroo himself, playing 93 games for them. And the four-time premiership player is a long way down the negotiations with North Melbourne. So, just knowing that guy's um, you know integrity and in the way he goes about things, I, I, I'd have to say I, I doubt very much that he would actually backflip on this negotiation. He, he'll go to North Melbourne. Yeah, and he's a coach
0: with such amazing credentials. Uh, yep. There's not a lot of them around. There's not a lot of them around in either AFL or rugby league. So that's why they. are so highly sought after and of course uh, Wayne Bennett uh, he sets up a new club at the Dolphins next year as they come in uh, in 2023 20, uh, as the 17th team and look he's desperate to get the signature of Cameron Munster why wouldn't you he, he's probably the uh, the player with the most impact in the competition but I think he's going to go to the open market and see what's out there um with other clubs as well
1: you'd think so and will he's Um, He's refused a three-year deal offer at the Storm worth $800,000 a year. He obviously wants more. Um, Whether this is purely a negotiation tactic or not or whether – but I, th- I think you're right, the Dolphins will throw everything they've, they've potentially got at him to get him up there, and that'd be a huge signing for them.
0: Oh, massive. And meanwhile, what about this 92-year-old fan, <laughs> this George McCracken, <laughs> who's, uh, as Cameron Munster, <laughs> is, has all these uh, dollar signs and, you know, lotto numbers surrounding what will happen to him in the future. Old George McCracken at 92, big rugby league fans, penned a letter, having a massive smack at, at
1: Munster, calling him a... <laughs> Prancer and Prancer. <laughs> He's had a real dip in him. And I love that George uh, left a return address if, if Munster ever wants to give him a call and ask for advice. But he said um, he reminds him a lot of um, a, a certain Jamie Soward, who he also nicknamed Milky because he'd <laughs> he milk the refs, he reckons. But he said Munster in his letter is, has an ego as big as an elephant. And there are way better 5'8s in the past. He said, I'll just name a few, Cameron Wally Lewis, Brett Kenny, Terry Lamb, just to name a few. And he said, stop strutting. And he said, you're not worth a million dollars. So George McCracken at 92 has left his address and says, give me a call, mate. I'll give you some advice because you're not as good as you think you are.
0: He doesn't <laughs> mind having a McCracken, old George, <laughs> does he? he? has a crack. Um, now, <laughs> Put toilet- your bins to- out, George. Fuck's sake. Yeah, go, <laughs> okay, George. Now, um, toilet, cubicle, gate, Calum, Pong, the curtain, man, the, uh, the, the story sort of, as it always will, will will unfold. It's coming, coming to light uh, from the staff at the hotel that they weren't even intoxicated. These guys, we saw them walk out and they had the drink, and and Ponga's dad said they just bought a house, so they were celebrating. Went in there because he was crook, but so the hotel staff have come out and said that they weren't intoxicated. Hmm. Uh,
1: Yeah, I don't know about that, mate. I think uh, we'll have to wait and see how these tests come back, but it's unusual for the NRL to say they're going to commission these um, drug tests and then not give the results. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And uh, look, I'm loving um, the prospect of the NRLW firing up again, and there's some fantastic players. Mm. We watched the Roosters win in you know scintillating fashion you know it was a real come from behind victory wasn't it to win the the last nrlw so many great players that have been around for a while your kezi apps and those types of players jessica sergis and what about this 18 year old prop mona lisa Soliola? um only
1: been playing a year mate i just wish ray warren was still commentating and was commentating the NRLW just to say Mona Lisa Mona Soliola. Mona Lisa Soliola, Soliola now. <laughs> now, she tried. But um, look, at uh, she only started playing at the age mm. of 17. And at age 18, she's going to make her debut with the NRLW, so she's obviously a super talent and uh, imagine what she's going to be like in a couple of years' time. Oh, yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. Now, Formula One,
1: I I saw the name Ralph Schumacher for this next story
0: and it reminded me of when I interviewed Juan Pablo Montoya from um, the Williams team and Ralph was his teammate and Juan Pablo didn't give much. I think I've mentioned it here before and I asked him, I said, what about you and Ralph Schumacher? He goes, apparently you don't get on. He goes, we're teammates, not boyfriends. But the, the, (laughs) the the thing about Ralph Schumacher is, he was very good uh, obviously overshadowed by his older brother but uh, um, he, he won races and he's come out saying that Daniel Ricardo he can't imagine Daniel Ricardo despite you know Ricardo saying it in interviews and, and elsewhere that he's not done uh, Ralph's going to be surprised if he gets a start
1: Well you have to agree look I I, I don't profess to be any expert on F1. Um, mm. At all, but I can even tell that Den Ricardo, the, the way he's sort of carried himself and, and where he's going, where his career's going into potentially into Hollywood, um, he's never going to get another go with anyone else because he's getting paid out and now he's negotiating hard on his exit um, fee. Yeah, he's not coming back to the F one.
0: Yeah, um, it, it, it looks surprising, doesn't it? Such a yep. such a you know um, you know results driven sport with so much money. Yep. Now to wrap it up today, one of your great mates. I've got a, a, a deal <laughs> of affection for this bloke. He's a great guy, Corey Peaches Pearson. Are we are we changing his name to Corey Calloway Pearson? Now he was a former first grade rugby league player, uh, elite cricketer. Now he's going to be on the
1: golf tour? or not quite. <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, it just made me think that uh, sportsmen can obviously be really obsessive and uh, have addictive personalities, mm. and we've seen some sportsmen have addictive personalities for the wrong things. Well, Corey's focused now on golf, and um, he's only picked up a golf club uh, in recent times, probably about six months ago. So I'm calling him Corey Callaway Pearson now because he's he's just dripping in Callaway attire. He's bought new clubs. He's down putt putt. He's got a he's down the driving range. Every, he's down driving range every day. He's got himself a a, um, a golf coach. Um, as I say, he's got new clubs. But I asked him the other day because he's watching things on YouTube about how to play golf, how to be a better golf. He's sleeping, eating, and dreaming golf. And I rang up to see what his latest thing was. Well, he's done his back in. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, Corey Calloway. Yeah, and I said, mate, just Corey. You're almost fifty. Slow down. Greg Norman and, and the Liv are not coming for you, mate. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it
0: does get you in golf. Oh, it's a frustrating game. I played the other day. I played Jack Nicholas one shot, Nicholas Jack the next. It's frustrating.
1: He says back. He says he's as tight as a barrel at the moment. <laughs> Off to the physio,
0: Corey. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you
1: to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, the Osher Group. Go to oshergroup.com and uh, the boys are pointing in the right direction if you want to purchase a racehorse.
0: Beautiful. And thank you to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport.
1: We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to
0: Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like The Dragon Cast with Ferris and Gale? Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale put on the rose coloured glasses to discuss the rugby league soap opera starring St George Illawarra and the NRL.
1: Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to Afternoonsport.com.